0: Sorry for our minute tardiness, everyone.
1: (laughs) Hope everybody's having a blessed day today. As you guys can see from the title, we're going to be talking about once saved, always saved. And we're going to take a look at that statement and see if it's true or not. Because I know uh, I hear it a lot, like once I'm saved, no matter what I do, God's going to forgive me and I'm going to be in heaven. All it takes is one time. And so... To so just be brief, uh, we're going to be talking about that tonight and seeing if it, that statement is really true or not. So, want to take it away? All right. I actually was at work today, and
0: I was talking. I was talking to a friend, and um, we were. I let him read a passage of scriptures, and he believes in once saved, always saved. And I didn't bring it up at all. I just said, hey man, check out these verses. I want you to tell me what you think about them. And right after he read it, he said, are you referring to once saved, always saved? And I said, man, I'm not saying anything about it. I just wanted to know what you thought about it. But even after merely reading, a part of him could see, even though he believes that once you're saved, you're always saved. A part of him could see that that's not even true. But sometimes it's hard to come out of something when that's what we've been taught for so long. But I pray that anyone out there, um, even though I may say some things or we may say some things that you disagree with, that you would See what the scriptures say. Don't don't just accept what I say or what you've been told or what somebody else said. Let's see what the scriptures actually say. But before we get into all that, as we do, as we like to practice, um, I pray that, I hope that you guys will bow your head in a moment of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for just being everything to us, doing so many things for us that we don't even deserve, Lord. And you do it daily. You do it every second, every minute, every hour. And Lord, we thank you. Lord, we're praying right now for so many many people, the sick, the shut-in, the afflicted, the homeless, Lord. All the people out there that are in desperate need of you. People that are searching for something, searching to fill that empty void which no one, no thing can fill other than you, like you can. So Lord, we pray for so many people out there, so many unheard prayer requests, Lord. We're praying for that right now. So many things in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: So the scripture, uh, Melvin already has it up on the screen. We'll go ahead and read that. In Galatians, the first chapter, and we'll look at verse 6. But we're going to come back to
1: that. We're going to read that now, but we're going to come back to that. Melvin, if you will. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. So,
0: immediately we see these people, Paul says, they have been removed from him that called them into this grace. The him is Christ. They were removed from Christ. I've heard this scripture brought up a lot, and we're going to go look at it in Romans, the 8th chapter. In Romans the eighth chapter, and we're gonna look at we're gonna look at verse thirty-eight and thirty-nine.
1: All right. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm
0: sorry, go back to 35. That, that's the first I meant to go to.
1: Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? So all of those verses we just
0: read, we look at that and Paul says he is persuaded that none of those things can separate us he starts out asking the question who can separate who who can separate us but what's interesting is even though he said he is persuaded that nothing can look over in uh, Galatians now the same person talking Paul talking in Galatians also notice there he said that those people were removed from Christ so we have to put all of the scriptures together because here Paul says who can separate us from the love of Christ and then who is ourselves we can separate ourselves if we allow something to do that to us because if you look at the church in um, the letter that Paul wrote in Galatians Someone had come in and started perverting the gospel, nothing but twisting it. Nothing That doesn't mean anything but changing it. Somebody has come in and changed the gospel, and these people have started believing it. And now, even though they initially believed what Paul was teaching them, they have changed from that belief, started following a different gospel. But it wasn't true. And in doing so, they have left the will of God. They have been removed from God by doing that. They allowed some really, somebody came and told them something, but really they themselves separated themselves. Even though somebody else told them they didn't have to believe it, they separated themselves. So here in Romans the 8th chapter Paul said who shall separate us who and that who is you if you allow it so the notion of once you get saved you're forever saved that is completely false and we're going to see it more I I hope that you stick with us or um, even if you disagree I hope that you see what the scripture has to say about it and not just what Tony has to say so Again, he said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations is hard times going to push you against God. We say, well, God, I'm saved. Why you got me going through this, God? You must not love me. Hold <laughs> on, oh, no, you're gonna get yourself in trouble. So easy, praise the Lord, Minister Jordan. <laughs> so easy we can separate ourselves from God. said tribulation distress or persecution sometimes when we're persecuted for the name of jesus we may backslide because we look at somebody somebody might be uh, talking about christians (laughs) they say, well uh, i just don't like christians and they might ask you are you a christian and you sitting there scared (laughs) Uh, no I ain't no Christian I don't even believe in God you done ran off at the mouth saying (laughs) stuff man just because somebody was persecuting you so so many things can cause us to separate ourselves from God but Paul said he is persuaded that nothing can why that's if you don't allow it because I don't care what trial comes against me that should not separate me unless I allow it. If I don't have a house, if I don't have clothes, if I don't have food, he said fame in there. None of that should separate me. None of it should. But we then find, and we, let's go back to Galatians. We then find that someone has separated them, really themselves, but they listen to someone teaching false things and now it has separated them and maybe next week we'll talk about um, false prophets because it's extremely important that we know the tricks the wiles of the devil and how he aims to destroy us Uh, my mind my mind just went back to and it's kind of a little bit off topic but my mind went back to uh, I was just talking to my aunt. we were talking about this guy who, uh, I don't know if he was protesting or what, but at the White House, if you, if anyone has seen it, this man set himself on fire. And we look at that so, so often and, and people say, well, they must have a mental issue. Yes, I know a mental issue they have, it's the devil. The only thing he wants to do He's seeking to steal, kill, and destroy. And he doesn't care if he gets me to kill my neighbor or myself, he just wants me to kill. He doesn't care. But we have the power to do it. We have the power to decide if I'm going to take my own life, if I'm going to take someone else's life. The devil can't make us do that. We have the power to decide. Now, it's a battle, but we we really need the holy ghost to help us make those decisions because we're too weak really the holy ghost has to strengthen us but anyways <clears throat> read uh we'll go back to verse six Mel.
1: i'm over that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of christ unto another gospel which is not another But there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we had preached unto you, let him be accursed. Now here, these people were
0: already saved. But notice, Paul said he is amazed that these people are so soon removed from Christ. They're saved now. They were saved, but someone has come in and gotten them on a different path now. They're no longer following Christ. <laughs> They're following someone else. So he says, there's not another gospel, but there are people that are telling you there is, and you're believing that. And in verse 8, he said, but though we are an angel from heaven. And now if you remember what he said in the book of Romans he said an angel. He said an angel shouldn't even separate us but here he said an angel from heaven even if one comes and preach a different gospel and he said that because it's going on. It's going on today. If you can recall the devil brought down a third of angels to the earth and they're causing chaos in this earth they know what the truth is but their job is to pervert the gospel and that's exactly what has happened and they have gotten these people in uh, in the church that Paul is writing to here they have gotten them off track so Paul is trying to get them to see you are removed from Christ. You have been removed. So I wanted to make sure that we, we understand that just because you got saved one time, that does not mean you're continually saved forever. That is your choice. And we're going to see this even clearer in the book of 2 Peter. Somebody may say, well, that don't prove much to me. <laughs> Let's look at 2 Peter. Uh, we'll Chapter 2, and we'll look at verse 20.
1: For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein, and overcome the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. After we
0: have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, obviously... These people have gotten over in the church. They have become saved. They've left, the po- they've left the pollutions of the world. They've escaped it. They've escaped the world. But here, notice Peter says, they are again entangled therein. They went back into the world and they've been overcome. And here, Peter says, how they ended up was even worse than the way they started.
1: Let's keep going, Mel. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. Now he
0: said it again. It was better for them to know, to not know, to not even get saved. It was better for them to not even get saved and know the way of righteousness than to turn from, than to say, you know what? No, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. Now, that, that's completely against one saved, always saved, because here, now, Peter's, Peter declares, it was better for them to not even get saved.
1: But it has happened unto them, according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the soul that was washed to her wallowing in the, in the mire. The dog is turned to his
0: own vomit again. Now he uses to to help us to understand the point. Now this is in the book of Proverbs uh, also. And if you if you've ever been around a dog much, a dog will vomit and go and eat its own vomit up again. The only thing is doing Is going right back to the same thing that made it sick in the first place. If, I'll put it to you this way. I don't know if, well, I'll use myself. I've drank before, and a few occasions, uh, I can count them on my hand, only a few occasions I've gotten so drunk to where I've vomited. Now, I still turn right back to my own vomit. How? Because I didn't go I didn't go eat my own vomit But (laughs) what I did do I continued drinking I turned right back To the same stuff That made me sick In the first place And that's what Peter is trying to get us To understand God has saved us From so many things If we were to get entangled again with those same things we're going to be way worse in the end because after we've truly got saved and I mean truly saved after we've truly gotten saved we ought to know better than that we ought to know better so God's going to let the devil have his way with us and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire a sow is nothing but a pig A pig that was washed, he got clean, and he went right back out there and started rolling around in the mud again. He's trying to get us to understand the point that we shouldn't turn back to the world. We shouldn't turn back to those things that God was angry with us for in the first place. We shouldn't go back. Jesus talked about this same thing. Uh, Let's look at Luke 11. Jesus talks about this exact same thing in Luke 11. And I might might pick up Lot's wife. Uh, I might go and pick up Lot's wife so we can see an example um, in the Old Testament of how that happens. Because the Old Testament was our example. And he told us that in, he told us in multiple places, but I think it was in Peter. I didn't read up there, but um, it did tell us that in Peter also, I think. But Luke 11 and verse 24 will start it.
1: And when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest, and finding none, he saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out.
0: Now, here, we gotta look close. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man. Before we got saved, we were doing all kinds of stuff in all kinds of things. But after we got saved, we cast out that spirit. That spirit left us when we got saved. Now, this spirit is out there walking around trying to get into somebody else because a spirit needs a body. A spirit needs a body to do something. We can have. I may have an evil thought to hurt someone, but I may not do it. That same thought can jump around to Melvin, can jump around to so many people out there, and it needs somebody to do it. That's what it's trying to get someone to do. People people think because even, uh, I was talking to a guy and he was talking about how uh, racism is dying out (laughs) Lord Jesus he was thinking the older people in the world the older racist people when they die they'll no longer be racist there there will be no more racism in the world couldn't be further from the truth that is a spiritual thing we can go back to the beginning of, of the scripture and find racism so even if you decide to kill someone that's racist you couldn't you didn't kill that spirit there's still going to be racism out there
1: <laughs> uh, let's see Kenneth says Ephesians chapter 2 verses four and five it's not our salvation to lose it's freely given through Christ it's totally dependent on him John chapter 10 verse 28 through 30 no man even ourselves can pluck us from God's hand John chapter 6 verse 9 through Nine through forty to say Jesus says he should lose nothing that the Father has given us. That includes us. If we can lose our salvation, then what is the need for grace?
0: Good question. So, grace is something that let's let's actually let's go back to uh, Romans the sixth chapter, and we're gonna start at uh, verse one. So, grace is something. Grace is an opportunity to make things right. Grace is, uh, we are saved by grace through faith. Uh, And I might need to go to that Ephesian verse also. But if you notice, if you keep reading down from that verse that you brought up, uh, by grace are you saved through faith. If you go to that verse and you read on down, he said, we are his workmanship called unto grace. Good works. So your works still matter. If you don't do any good works, God is going to cast us into outer darkness. If you think about when we God called us on the right hand and the left hand, He said, I was hungry and you fed me not. That's a word. He, He these people, they said, Lord, when did we see you hungry? These these people were people that were saved. They assumed that they were doing everything right. He said, When did we see you hungry? He said, I was thirsty. You gave me no drink. I was naked, and you didn't clothe me. Those are works. God called us into good works. We should live in them. But I want to look at the grace thing here, because sin can still separate us, even though I'm saved. I don't have the right to go out there and disobey God because sin was what separated us in the first place. So how can sin not separate us now? Let's look at uh, Romans 6 1.
1: What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Now, Paul is talking to the church They're justified by the blood of Christ,
0: by the things that Christ has done for us. He told us that in the fifth chapter. We're not going to pick it up, but same thing you're saying. God saved us. We know what Jesus Christ has done. But now, after we're saved, can we continue sinning that grace will cover us? That's the question Paul asks in verse 1. Now, notice who forbid that we do that. God himself, not Tony. God himself forbid that we continue in sin he said how can we live any longer in sin how can we continue to do that if we say that we are saved so our actions still determine our salvation I might pick it up but if you depending on how much time we have if you go back and look at The story of Lot and his wife. Now, God sent angels down there and Abraham was worried about his nephew. God sent angels down there to warn Lot that Sodom and Gomorrah was going to be destroyed. God made a way for them to escape. It tells us that in uh, 2nd Peter also, that same chapter, chapter 2. God made a way for them to escape so lot and his wife they left they left Sodom and Gomorrah they made it out they were saved but notice what happened out there God said excuse me Jesus said in one place he said if you continue in my word then you will be my disciples indeed indeed means in works deed is a work if you continue not if you start out will you be my disciple if you continue in my word then you are my disciples indeed so think about lot and his wife no doubt god has saved them they made it out of sodom and Gomorrah. god is raining down fire and brimstone Destroying everything in that city But God gave them commandments And he meant what he said He told them Once they got out of there don't, don't. It ain't no looking back See their heart Her heart His wife If you know the story She was She was saved But she didn't stay saved She made it out with Lot Her husband She looks back And God turned her into a pillar of I'm salt she was saved but she didn't make it because she didn't continue in the words of god see we think once we get saved we don't have to continue in the words of god we know god said look tony don't be out there getting drunk acting a fool now cursing people out he said how can a fountain bring uh, bitter water and sweet water cursings and a blessing shouldn't leave my lips so if i get out there cursing everybody say, man i hope this happened to you i hope that and, and I'm cursing you out also If I do that I've left the word of God Even though Tony said he's saved I'm no longer following him I have been removed The same way Paul talked about those people In Galatians in the first chapter I have been removed So That's why Jesus said We must continue It is not enough for me to get into Christ I must continue into Christ. And, and we might go read that, but Lot's wife was saved. God made the way for them to escape because it was his plan to save them. But she, dis- she still continued to disobey God. So he said, How can we continue doing things God told us not to do and still saying, I love you, God? Okay. God. Jesus told us to love our enemies, do good to them that hate us. We're to love those people. So that's why in the end, he asked, he said, I was hungry and you didn't feed me. They said, well, God, some of them folks, man, if you knew what they did to me, God, you wouldn't feed them either. But no, he told us to love them despite of what they've done to us. So if we do not continue in his word, he has no choice but to let us go to hell because we allowed ourselves to go to hell. He didn't make us. We, we took ourselves to hell. It is not enough for me to wear... <laughs> it's not enough for me to walk around wearing a cross on my neck, but disobeying everything God told me to do. It's not enough. I must continue in God's word. I must continue.
1: Did you want to get that Ephesians? Uh, what was that, Ephesians
0: chapter 2 verses 4 and 5 he mentioned uh, go
1: ahead and read it alright, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 <laughs> but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved
0: uh, I mean that's Just straightforward, just saying God's God's love is uh, why he gave Jesus Christ to die for us. We are saved by grace. Now, let's read on down to verse 8, because that's what I want to look at.
1: Verse 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Now, for by grace are ye
0: saved through faith, and not that of yourselves, it is the (coughs) gift of God. It is God's gift that we have the opportunity of salvation. We didn't do anything to deserve that. God gave his only son, Jesus Christ, for us to deserve, or excuse me, not even to deserve, for us to have the opportunity. We didn't deserve it, and we still don't deserve it, because we do everything against him right now.
1: Keep reading for us, Melvin. Verse 9, not of works, lest any man should be. Yeah, lest any man should boast. He said, Not of works. You're not
0: saved because you work to be saved. You didn't do anything, you didn't open enough doors for anybody, for God to say, well, he can be saved now. Did you see how he held that door open for her? <laughs> no, 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 no. That that is not why we that is not why we are saved. So nobody can boast and brag about that because I don't care how much weight you lifted, <laughs> you couldn't lift sin off of you. Nothing we have done Made God say oh he's saved now because God was upset with us after Adam sinned now now he said We're not saved because we worked for it. But hold on now. (laughs) He ain't saying our works don't play a part because look at what he says immediately after that. I'm glad you brought that up. Look immediately after that.
1: Verse 10, For Mm -hmm. we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which Mm -hmm. God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. God ordained
0: that you should walk in good works. That's God ordained. So for anybody that said, oh, it's faith alone. Mm Faith without works is dead. It's
1: just as the body without the soul.
0: (laughs) Faith without works is dead. So what you do, ain't no way around it. You won't get away from these works. God ordains you walk in good works. It It is not enough for Tony to say he is saved, but all I do is I sit around and I hate people. I say, well, man, that person's fat, I can't stand them. That person, they too dark, I can't stand them. They too white, I can't stand them. They red, I can't stand them. Oh, they they from another country. I can't stand them. That's hatred. If I have hatred in my heart, I'm a murderer, says the scripture. And no murderer hath <laughs> no murderer will inherit eternal life. So We are God's workmanship created in Jesus Christ unto good works. He created us to do good works to each other. And on top of that, he ordained us to do good works. So that's why he could say in the end, look, I was hungry and you didn't feed me. And that's why he said, I'm going to cast that unprofitable servant into outer darkness. Not because they couldn't talk the talk, because they didn't do the works. They didn't They didn't continue in my word. They didn't think they had to do anything. They said, well, Jesus Christ, he died, so that's all, that's it there, boy. No, 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 that's not what the scripture declared. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And it's profitable to correction. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. So what we do determines if we continue to be saved, because again, Jesus said, if you continue in my word, he didn't say if you just get saved, if you continue, then you'll be my disciples. So we have to continue in the words of God. But uh, that's a good question there. But let's go back to uh, Luke, the 11th chapter.
1: and verse 24 uh, okay. we're read that one again when the unclean spirit has gone out of a man he walketh through dry places seeking rest and finding none he saith I will return into my house once I came out now this is a man
0: now we gonna find the same talk that we found in Peter the end is going to be worse than the beginning save people Here, the unclean spirit is gone out of the person. The unclean spirit left because it couldn't dwell there with God being there also. They've gotten the Holy Ghost, they've gotten saved on the right track. The unclean spirit has left. Now this spirit is out there seeking somebody else to take control over. And when he cometh, he found it that swept and garnished. He found it cleaned up, God done washed them up, cleaned them, made them into is making them into what He's calling them to the be. So He said, "I'm gonna go back home. I'm gonna go back over there to the person that I was living in at first. I had them acting a fool every day, every night, boy. But they starting to change now. I'm gonna go back
1: over there and see." Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Same talk. The
0: last state of that man is worse than he was at first. Why? Because he had gotten saved. He had casted out the devils. But now, when he is overcome, the latter state is worse. That's what Peter told us. When they got entangled again, it was better if they had not even known the way of righteousness. It was better if they never got saved than to get saved and say, God, I'm not gonna gonna do what you say. How can we we escape if we neglect that salvation? How can we escape? The same way Lot's wife did not escape Let's actually go pick that up.
1: All right. Genesis chapter 19, verse 14. And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. Now, everybody ain't going to hear it. He was trying to help his family out, but they didn't want to hear it. And when... And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, least thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. So, read that one again, Mel. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, least thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. Now, their escape plan was for them all, but they didn't all take it. And while he lingered, the man laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth, and set him without the city. Now, God was merciful because God saved them. God was merciful. He saved them. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, Escape for thy life, look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain, escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Skip down, skip down to verse 20. 24. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which, and that which grew upon the ground. Mm-hmm. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. Hmm. Now, she was saved. The angels took
0: her hand, Lot's hand, and their two daughters. They all were saved now. They all were saved took them out of the city, took them out of the world, good God Almighty, took them out of the world, (laughs) carried them to safety, delivered them. That's all salvation means, it's deliverance. Delivered them to safety, but she still didn't continue in God's word. God told them not to look back, but she did it anyway. She disobeyed God. That's number sin So we think today we are different that we can disobey God. That's what Peter told us. He said, Look, the angels, they got casted down from heaven into hell. They're in chains and outer darkness. So many people from the old, t- and we're going to go back and pick that up after we we We, well. We might go back and pick that up, (laughs) (laughs) but I want to show you something. She looked back, though she was saved, she looked back. Her heart was somewhere back there. There was something she felt she left behind. She said, man, I don't know what it was that she felt like that she wanted to say. I don't know if it was her two son-in-laws or if it was her home or if she had cattle or what what it was. I don't know. But something had a piece of her heart back there that she just wanted to go back for. But God told her not to even look back because it represented us going back. Because the more you start looking at something, after a while, (laughs) it just takes control of you. I want you... To keep that scripture in mind, move over to Luke, the 62nd, uh, Luke, the ninth chapter, verse 62. You can learn some things if you stay with this, because my God, do the scriptures connect. You said verse, um, chapter
1: 9, verse 62. Mm-hmm. Now, let's hear the words of the Lord Jesus. And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand on the plow and Looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God.
0: <laughs> no man having put his hand to the plow <laughs> and looking back is fit for the kingdom. We're talking about saved, folks, now. Jesus talking about saved. He said nobody who has gotten saved, God to started working on them. He didn't start fixing them on up like he wanted them to be. God has started changing that person. God has started making them holy and righteous. Nobody, once you start looking back, cause that's what uh, Lot's wife did, she looked back. She was quote unquote saved, but she looked back. So you know what God determined? He said, she ain't fit for the kingdom. She was not fit for the kingdom because her heart, heart wasn't with the Lord. The Lord was going to continue to take them somewhere else and give them everything they just lost. That's what God wants. He's going to do that for you. I don't care what he takes. The Lord give it. The Lord take it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. No matter what he takes, he's going to mm-hmm. give it to you. He's going to give it back to you if time permits, if, he, if it is his will. But here, we're talking about someone saved. They began to look back at that old life they used to live. And then after a while, they began to fall back and doing that same old thing that they used to do. And the Lord Jesus himself said, you look back, you're not fit. You're not gonna be saved in the end. Sure, you started out on the right track, but you turned back and said, Man, it just looked better out there for me. I want to go back to the city. I want to go back to Sodom and Gomorrah. We were having a good time down there. We had a good life back there. God said, that's not the life I want you to live, though. So we are his workmanship called unto good works. And on top of that, he ordained us to do it. We are ordained to continue in his word, to continue in good works. So don't let anybody fool you, don't let anyone fool you because that's what the devil wants to do. <laughs> the Bible said, we're going we to talk about the dragon next week, the, the devil, the Bible said the, the, uh, the dragon, the, the devil, he deceived the whole world. That's what somebody want to do to you now I say, man, don't nothing you do matter. But the scripture said, God forbid you to continue in sin. He didn't say continue in sin. He said he wants you to continue in his word, not in sin. His word told you to leave that sin alone. So we don't want to end up like the people that said, Lord, we've done so many good things in your name. We cast out devils. Notice, they cast out devils. The same thing, once you get saved, truly saved, you it out your own devils. I said, Lord, we didn't cast out devils. Around. He said, look, depart from me, I know you not. Because them same devils, you casted out, they right back with you. You let them back in. And you still doing the same old stuff. Before you guys, some of us we get saved, Lord Jesus. We get saved. And nothing about us changes. We still talking about folks the way we used to. We're still trying to tear people down. And God wants us to love each other. That's it. That's it. So Let's go back to Second Peter. I want to go back to Second Peter.
1: Let's look at verse four. Um, back in chapter two. yeah, I'm sorry for if God spared not the angels that sinned but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. And spared not the old world but save Noah the eighth person a preacher of righteousness bringing in the blood upon the world of the ungodly now let me ask you something In verse 4 it says God spared not the
0: angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell one-third of the angels were cast down from heaven now heaven is where we're trying to get They were already saved. The one-third of angels, they didn't have a single thing to worry about in heaven. Not until they decide to (laughs) obey the devil. But those angels were already saved. Now you tell me that once you get saved, you always saved. Then what happened with those angels? Why did God cast them down to hell? they didn't stay safe. They did not continue in God's word. They decided to listen to the devil and he said he was gonna exalt his throne above God's throne. And they said, okay, that sounds good to me. We can take over this place.
1: And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example Unto those that after should live on God they
0: were our example we just
1: read about Sodom and Gomorrah
0: what happened to his wife they're our example are we gonna take heed to their example though to what they did to what they went
1: through are we gonna take heed to that all right and delivered just like vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked For that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. He was down there vexed, tempted with their wicked ways.
0: But what set Lot apart? Was it his mouth? Was it his talk that said, Man, I'm saved. Mm -hmm. These people in Lot's... uh, around Lot's house, in Sodom and Gomorrah, they seen the three people that went down, uh, the the people that went down to Lot's place, I I might be mistaken, I don't know if it was three or two, but they seen the people, the men that went to Lot's place to warn them of the fire and brimstone that was going to be rained, these people Were so wicked. And the Bible says it was both young and great. It was the old people and the young people out there desiring to commit fornication with these men. Now, it was homosexuality. There were men, boys and old men, desiring to be with these men that came down there to warn Lot. Lot noticed it, now you go back and pick it up sometime, Lot noticed it and he was so against homosexuality, why? Because he knew it was against God. He knew how God felt about it. He offered his own daughters. He said, look, they are virgins. He offered his own daughter, he said, whatever you do, just don't do this with these men. He offered his own daughter. And the men outside the door said no, they tried to force their way into Lot's house. So I said that to say this, it was not only Lot's mouth that said, I got faith, I got faith in God. It was his actions because he could have said, you know what, come on in. There's nothing wrong with this, his actions. He tried to stop them. That was his actions. He continued in God's word, in deeds, in his actions. He he showed us the works. So faith without works is nothing if I just sit here and talk, but my actions say something else. God don't care about that. God ain't fooled. But so many people will tell you, it only matters what you say. It don't matter anything which the scripture declares we can't continue living in sin. God forbid that. The same God that saved you, He forbid that. Because it was sin that has been separating us from God from the beginning. Adam and Eve in the garden, they didn't need saving from anything. They were already saved. But They sinned, and that's what casted them out of the garden. Sin has been separating us. Their own actions separated them because they decided to go against God's word. Let's keep reading down, Mel. Verse 9.
1: The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust until the day of judgment to be punished. God has a way to deliver you. And that's by his spirit, the Holy Ghost. He has
0: a way to deliver you. But now let's jump back down to uh, verse 20.
1: We're going to jump back down and finish it there. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning.
0: Here we go again. We see the same thing we read earlier. After you've gotten saved, after we escape the world, after they found out who their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is. I'm glad he said Lord and Savior. After we have found out our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they learned out learned about them, the knowledge of them. They have it. But they are caught up again and overcome, and the latter end is worse than the beginning. <laughs> the same thing Jesus told us when the unclean spirit left the person. He left, found out, man, they didn't got stronger. They, they didn't got God in them. They didn't got God on their side. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take a lot more spirits with me, seven more. And <laughs> if I manage to get inside, They're going to be worse than what they started as. So he's trying to show us that once we start out in this thing, we can still be lost. He said, they that endure to the end shall be saved. We got to endure. it. We got to continue. We have to continue in his word because his word is what tells us what we need to be doing.
1: twenty one. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. They knew the way that was right. They knew the right way. They've been in it.
0: They've done it right. But they decide to turn away. It's a sad thing. In the Book of Romans, it talks about how people who knew God turned them over to a reprobate mind because they still wanted to do the things that they wanted to do and said, well, it don't matter. I can do whatever I want. In what world can you do whatever you want to do? (laughs) We talk about freedom so much in the United States not free to do whatever you want to do. There's a speed limit on your road. You get out here on Highway 6, the speed limit says 55 miles per hour. You get out there and say, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to drive 90. (laughs) Do what you want to do and see what happens. You can't do what you want to do even here just thinking about the world standard. How can you get in God and think you're going to do whatever you want to do? If you have a job, you go to the people that's paying you. They tell you, I want you to dress like this. I want you to wear this type of clothes. Some job, they give you the exact shirt they want you to wear, the pants they want you to wear. You can't do what you want to do. You show up to your job with no shirt on. You show up with no, no shirt, no pants on, and see if they're going to let you work today. But somehow the devil, <laughs> the devil's smart, somehow the devil said, you can do whatever you want to do, man. It don't matter. God's still going to save you.
1: you know, he used to fall for that <laughs> stuff, too.
0: <laughs> Lord Jesus. If he was kicked out of heaven he know what it takes to get there he knows what it takes and he knows what it takes to get kicked out of there too so he knows what it takes to stop you from ever going and we believe in it every day he knows exactly what it takes to have you to never set foot in heaven it ain't no point of us in about sitting here talking about heaven all day because if you're not gonna make it there, it's no point of that. We're we're wanting to get there, so it's no point of me sitting here saying, "Well, uh, what color is heaven's gonna be?" That's not that's not what we're sitting here focusing on. We're trying to make sure that we get there so we can see what it's gonna be. But if we don't get our doctrines uh, straight, because that's what Paul talked about, he said they've been removed to another gospel. There's a whole bunch of Gospels out there. You got your faith. I got my faith. He got his faith. Everybody got a faith. But the Bible declares in Ephesians 4 and 5, he said there's one Lord and only one faith and only one baptism. It's only one faith. It's only one faith. It's only one way that you should believe. (laughs) So... Uh, let's let's read on down, 22.
1: But it but it is happening to them, according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. He said, It's happened
0: just like the proverb said it was going to happen. God already knew. He already knew somebody was going to turn back. It's happened just like the proverb said, the dog has turned to his own vomit again. These people... Went back to the same stuff that got him in trouble with God in the first place. We went back to the very things that God saved us from. And still talking about God know my heart. He know you just not going to do right. That's what he know. (laughs) But I'm praying that we won't be deceived. We won't be... Taken, we won't be caught off guard because uh, in another place in the book of Hosea he said my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because we don't know things so I'm hoping that this enlightens someone who is willing to look at what the scriptures declare not just one scripture all of the scriptures not just in one place don't just read the verse up here at the top let's keep reading Let's see what else the scripture declares.
1: Yep.
0: He said in one place, then shall you know if you follow on to know. You will know if you continue. You will know if you continue. But uh, I'm kind of almost right on time for an hour.
1: you yep, right at it. <laughs> but um, I
0: I hope I've answered um, any questions that anyone has had, and if anybody has any more questions, definitely uh, feel free to ask, because we got time. Um, I'll stay here as long as I need to.
1: <laughs> I don't have anything to do until 8 a.m. So I'm trying to talk about God until 8 a.m.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I really hope that um, someone will Pick up the scriptures and even if you don't see it right away, just continue, continue seeking, continue wanting to know what's true and what's not true. Continue seeking God, continue just desiring to have a relationship with God, wanting to know exactly how God feels on certain issues, not how Tony feels. What God says in his word, how God really feels.
1: Well, if nobody has anything, then we're just going to wrap it up right here and just say thank you for listening. And we just hope that you continue to listen and read along, even if you don't agree with what we say. We just want we want to make sure that we're right. And our ultimate goal is to get into heaven. We want to hear well done, my good and faithful servant. And we definitely do not want to hear depart from me, you workers of iniquity. So if you agree or if you disagree, definitely comment down there and we appreciate Kenneth for the question because that is definitely Mm -hmm. a question that a lot of people have if we have to do works then what is grace for and we you know try our best to go to the scripture and answer it not answer just on belief or emotions but what actually Mm -hmm. what the scripture says and we appreciate you for coming Thanks, Sharon. she says I came in late but caught enough that's how that's great and another thing is great is um that these live streams are live streams are recorded so that you can go back and watch them anytime. You have free time because we know that people have things to do and don't catch it live. Mm-hmm. But definitely we appreciate the interaction and the questions because when we, especially the more deep questions, especially the stuff that we may not even know because that'll just make us want to read even more than we do in the first place. So definitely the more deep questions That's our goal. We actually try to dig deeper in the scripture because we cover a lot in our Tuesday Bible study and even the live stream Bible studies. But I mean, that's not even scratching the surface of how deep this Bible actually is. And until we actually study it and read it and get an understanding of it, then we will see all these things that God is trying to bring to our attention. In Revelation, Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. He's not going to force us to listen to him. He's not going to force us to do the things that he said do. He says, why call you me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I say? He's not going to force us. So in that regards, we do have free will, but we have to put up with the consequences of living that saved lives versus, versus living in unsaved life. And I forgot to look up that scripture where it says that, man, if he continue in his um, good works, then all of his sin will be forget- forgotten. But if he turns back <laughs> into his sins, then all of his salvation will be forgotten. So definitely it, the Bible says in a lot of places that once saved, always saved is not the truth. And I hear it so much. And that's it's really, an easy way out. Yep, that's that's the thing. It's easy. Really, it's people do to. way
0: in the hell. That's really what
1: it is. And people don't have to. Um, <laughs> they believe that they don't have to do anything. Um, one bishop said, "People say you don't have to do anything." And he said, "Yeah, to go to hell, you sure don't." <laughs> <laughs> but it looked like you had something to say, so uh, you go here. You can keep talking, man. I don't really have anything else. I, I was sitting
0: running. here, uh, man. Sometimes it's like I want to stop. But it seemed like I just, I just want to keep going. Sometimes, <laughs> I, I really got another scripture we can look at because we brought up uh, faith, faith without works. But I just want to look at that last, this last, last set of passages. Um, Hebrews, uh, what? It's James, James second James. chapter. Uh, we're gonna start at fourteen, and I'm gonna end on this unless somebody else asks questions, and then I keep going. But. So anybody can uh, feel free to ask some questions because I don't mind staying. Uh,
1: We're in James chapter two and verse fourteen. What doth it profit my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? Now that's the goal, salvation. The goal is salvation.
0: We say once I announce my people say that once I've announced my faith in Jesus Christ. I ain't got nothing else to worry about. So my works, they don't affect my salvation. But James here, he he heard the same thing. He said, can your faith alone really save you? Because people say, oh, faith alone we save. By faith alone, people say it all the time. James said, "Can, can that really save you? You don't do nothing that God told you to do. You ain't got the good works that he ordained you to walk in. You're not doing them. You just walking around with a lot of lip service,
1: a lot of mouth. Verse 15, if a brother or a sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you, yeah, one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Now, he talking about your works here. Is he not? He, he's saying...
0: You saying you got faith in God, you love God, you saved, but you have people. They saying, I don't have, I, I need some clothes. Jesus brought that up. He said, I was naked and you didn't clothe me. I was hungry you didn't feed me. All you told him was, go on buy your business now. God's going God's to do it for you. I'm saved. You saved. God's going to do it for you.
1: No. Sharon says, this goes back to your live stream from week 15 when I asked, can you get baptized more than once? And y'all explained to me, you can be baptized as many times as you like, but that doesn't mean you are saved, right?
0: Are you asking just because you got baptized, you're saved? Uh, is that the question? I just want to make sure I'm clear on what, what you're asking.
1: Because I remember we did say you can get baptized multiple times, but it's not like you go get baptized and then you go commit some sin and you go get baptized again. But the people in the Bible, they got re-baptized because they were baptized incorrectly the first time.
0: Yeah, and that's the um, the reason I said you can get baptized as many times as you want the, the reason I said that was if you were baptized incorrectly all of those other times, because people like to sprinkle, uh, they'll have a baby, run, scoop up some water, drop it on the head. Sometimes they'll put some fingers in the water and pop you on the head. People do so many different ways of baptizing. So if you've done them wrong all of those times, it doesn't matter how many times you've gotten it wrong. You need to make sure that you do it right uh, because, again, the Scripture said there's only one baptism in Ephesians 4 or 5. There's only one baptism. And they're
1: saying there's only one way to get baptized, not the quantity of baptisms mm-hmm. that you... Like, if you get it wrong 20 times, then on that 21st one, But <laughs> yeah. better get it right. So, But just because you are baptized, that
0: doesn't mean you are saved. You still have to continue in God's word. It goes with all these things that God told us to do. Just because we did it didn't mean we were saved. Same way with uh, back to Lot and his wife. Just because they left the city, obviously they were saved from the fire that God was raining down. But they still didn't continue in God. Or excuse me. His wife didn't still continue in God. She still disobeyed God and did what he said not to do. So, so no, just because you get baptized, that doesn't mean you're saved. But it is a part of your salvation, so we need to do it because God told us to do it.
1: Sharon says, I've never understood the concept being behind baptizing a baby. Why do people baptize babies?
0: Because the devil has deceived us. Baptizing babies has never been in the Bible, and it never will be in the Bible. It is our choice to follow God. So baptizing a baby is not their decision to do it.
1: Not the baby's decision.
0: Not the baby. Yeah, not the baby's decision to do it. So God's not accepting that baptism, anyways. I'm I'm not. I don't hate to tell you. I'm happy to tell you it's not gonna work if we truly want to be saved. Because that's my goal. No matter who doesn't like it, that's my goal to be saved. That's my goal for everyone out there to be saved. So uh, baptizing babies has evolved into a thing because the devil, that's what we're going to talk about next week. The devil takes everything that God does and he replicates it, but he throws his own twist in there. And God's not going to recognize something that the devil's brought into play. If you, the devil, and we're going to talk about this next week. But he said he was going to exalt his throne above God's throne. He was going to sit at the head of the congregation. Now, how can he do that in the preacher? God's got ministers and preachers. The devil's got ministers and preachers. So a lot of times we think just because somebody's preaching to us, oh, they're right. Not so. The devil is in charge of a lot of ministers and preachers. So we have ministers. we got priests, all kinds of people saying it's okay to baptize babies. But we can't find that in the Bible. We can't find it. Same thing goes with baptizing, saying Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You're not going to find anyone call those words at baptism. And the devil fights it so hard today. People get mad if you talk about the baptism in Jesus' name. But that's the very person that they said their faith is in. That's the very person that they said, I I declare Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, but I ain't going to get baptized in the name, though. But the Bible declares that the way of truth is going to be evil spoken of. That's exactly what it is. When you hear the truth, people start talking evil about. It. They say, ah, that that." They say the truth is not true, and majority of people are going to follow things that are not true. That's what the Bible declares. And I ain't seen
1: the Bible be wrong yet. It's not gonna be wrong. <laughs> I haven't seen it be wrong yet. Oh, Sharon says, I was also told you have to confess with your mouth that you are a true believer and believe that God sent his son to save us. And I don't think a baby confesses anything but spit bubbles. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's true, Sharon. It's just good when we actually know why we're doing it. Why? We need to know why we're going down in the water in Jesus' name. And a baby he's <laughs> not going to know that. <laughs> Maybe it's not going to know anything. <laughs> so, it's definitely a right, right way and a wrong way to do it, and that definitely is the wrong way. And I know that is contrary to what a lot of people believe. But, like Tony has said, the majority of people are going to follow what's not true. Let me ask you
0: this, Sharon. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was done. Let me ask you this, Sharon. Did you know that the largest church in the world baptizes babies? The largest church in the world, the largest branch of Christianity—that's what they believe in. So, and I'm not here to bash anybody's church, but the truth is the truth. The devil, the Bible declared that the devil was going to deceive the whole world, and that's why I pointed out earlier. If he deceived very angels already in heaven, I know he can deceive us. So there is so much deception in the world. It's important for each and every one of us to take a step back. I don't it doesn't matter what church you go to, to take a step back and see if their doctrine matches the Bible's doctrine because everybody says that everybody said my church teaches straight from the Bible they said it all the time but if that is true then tell me why you got a Methodist Church tell me why you got a Catholic Church a Pentecostal Church a Baptist Church tell me why you have all these different church Latter-day Saints uh, Jehovah
1: witness if they all teach it from the Bible
0: how you have so many churches
1: And how can one say the exact opposite of what the other says, but they're both coming from the Bible? It ain't so. And they're saying the Bible contradicts. It ain't so. (laughs) The very book that they believe in. It ain't so.
0: So we definitely have to go back and look at what it is that we believe. Did it come from God or did it come from people? Because God's not going to recognize something that didn't come from him. He's not. He's God, he doesn't have to do that. He put all of his word right here in front of us for us to say, man, that's not right what I was thinking. So I'm gonna line up with what is right. But we have a pride issue a lot of times. We cannot accept that we are wrong. Good God Almighty, we can't accept it. And that's one of the things God hates. Pride of life. Pride, he hates it. And we got it bad. And so we still going around talking about I'm saved and God hating, we can't even let pride go. We never can humble ourselves and say the other person is right. (laughs) And it'd be right in front of our faces. Like I was saying earlier, I was showing a guy, I, I let the guy read those scriptures in 2 Peter for himself. I just said, man, tell me what you think about these verses. He himself came to the conclusion that once you're saved, you're not always saved. And that's what he believed. Before I gave him that, he looked at it and said, are you talking about once saved, always saved? I said, hold on, I ain't ain't said nothing. I wanted you to look
1: at it and tell me what you thought. And, Shane, I see your comment, but I'm going to say one thing. Um, Another part, like, when we can't just admit that we're wrong. I remember Tony and I went to Starkville and tried to talk to this guy. We were telling him some things that went against what he believed. And he literally sat there and said, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's right there in front of me. It's right there. But he still (laughs) couldn't accept that what he believed was wrong. And he said it it was right there in front of him. Sharon says, with all these different religions and denominations, how how does one decide who to follow? Getting baptized in Jesus' name? getting the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues and study, study, study the Bible. I know we sound like a broken record when we say that, but I'm telling you, it, it, it works because a lot of things that we say on here are not being taught by a lot of these churches. Um, I remember the um, Isaiah, the eagle-eyed prophet, saying, this day, seven women will take hold of one man. And he was talking about the seven churches, but that even holds true to today. This man way back then was talking to about the churches even until today, and what it what it means is these all these churches will take on the name of Jesus, but <clears throat> but they will not do the things that he says. It says we're going to eat what we want, we're going to wear what we want, and we're going to do our own thing. But it's up to us to actually get in this Bible and study it because. Just because our pastor says it's right, it doesn't mean that it's right. We're warned about that in Matthew, and I'm pretty sure it's in the other gospels too. Beware of false prophets that appear to be sheep, but they're actually wolves. But I mean, I, I had that um, same question too. Uh, it was just so many different, different beliefs. But we all say that we're following God and God is on our side and that we're actually saved. And I love using this example. It's not like God is telling the Baptist church one thing and then go right down the street to the Catholic church and say another thing and go right down the street to the Methodist church and say another thing. (laughs) And a lot of those different beliefs contradict with each other. So there is absolutely no way that they can all be right because if that is true and they're, and they're saying that God told them these things, then God Himself would be a liar, and we know that that's not true because <laughs> God would have to go to hell. But you seem like you have something.
0: to Oh no, I was I was trying to find that scripture because I couldn't remember where it was at uh, the scripture that you brought up. Earlier, I couldn't remember where it was at either, and I think it is in another place also. But one of them is in Ezekiel 18 and 24. It sounds right, uh, I don't know because I know it was in the Old Testament somewhere. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was in another place also because I thought I had it highlighted. Um, but, but to your question, Sharon, yeah, definitely everything anyone says, make them back it up with the scripture. And not just one verse. It's not enough to just say, just to read one verse and say, well, this proves it. Because people can do that. People can twist up things. Paul talked about in one place, how we twist up scriptures to our own destruction. Now, so we have to make sure we can rightly divide the scriptures. Make sure that anything anyone tells you Say, hey, show me where it's at. I want to see it, but stay open to if what you thought was wrong, or if what you thought can be wrong initially. I'm not saying after you progress your way up. I'm saying initially because I used to, man, I I had started studying the Bible. I just knew I knew stuff was right. I was sitting there listening to different videos online. I just knew I knew things that were right. And I couldn't have been further away from the truth. I was so wrong. And it took uh, someone to correct me. The Bible says there's safety in a multitude of counselors. There's safety in that. But when you just listen to, I'm just going to listen to this person. And they don't even know what they're talking about. (laughs) <laughs> they can't give you a true understanding, and we say I'm gonna just roll with this because this is what my daddy taught me. This is what my mama told me when I was growing up. We better get in the Bible and see if mama was right. But <laughs> what
1: scripture are you talking about?
0: Uh, it's Ezekiel, Ezekiel eighteen
1: and twenty-four. Yep, this is the scripture I was talking about. Ezekiel, finally. Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 24 But when the righteous turneth away from his righteousness And committeth iniquity And doeth according to all the abominations That the wicked man doeth Shall he live? All his righteousness that he hath done Shall not be mentioned In his trespass that he hath trespassed And in his sin that he hath sinned And them shall he die He gonna die in his sins
0: Even though They were righteous They turned from it
1: they decide to leave it. No, it was actually 26, 26, and 27. really states it up.
0: You can read those When two. a
1: righteous man turneth away from his righteousness and committeth iniquity and dieth in them, for his iniquity that he doeth shall he die. Now, he was saved once, but it says, and it says when a righteous man it turns away from his righteousness. So he was saved and he turned away from it. And committeth iniquity, something against God, and he dies while he is doing it. Meaning he didn't repent for his iniquity that he hath done, shall he die. That is another place that says once saved, always saved. It's not true. And then in verse 27, again, when the wicked man turneth away from his wickedness. Now we're talking about the other side. When you're in sin and you turn away from that, repent. Repent. <laughs> When you turn away from that, from his wickedness that he hath committed, and doeth the will, doeth that which is lawful and right, he shall save his soul alive. So it can go both ways. You start off being righteous, and then you turn away from it. And then if you die in that way, so you shall die. And then if you start off in sin, there is still a chance for you to be saved. So as long as you are alive and actually do what he said do. And I see Sharon commented again. Sharon said, that's what I like most about the both of you. You teach, show, and give examples of what you are explaining and teaching. Exactly. We want to make sure that everything we say is 100% backed up by Scripture. Because a lot of people can say a lot of nonsense. And it'll sound good to your ear. But then don't open up the Bible one time. <laughs> um, I remember one of my friends was trying to talk to somebody about the um, book, book of Acts. And she said, forget Acts. Forget Acts. I'm talking about Romans right here. Those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I don't see anything when it's talking about baptism. I don't see. And that's what Tony was saying. Um, make sure it's not just one verse. Because take that verse, for example. Those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you just look at that one verse, it makes it, makes it seem like all you have to do is just say, Lord, and I'm saved. But then in another place, it says... Though everyone who calls Lord, Lord, shall not be saved. And that's the importance of reading the scripture and connecting the dots. And one, we can't read the Bible like a newspaper. (laughs) Here a little and there a little. Because people will take those two scriptures and say that the Bible is contradicting. But they have to get the background. They have to get the full setting to know what it's actually talking about. See, in the place, I believe that's in Romans, right? Those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Mm -hmm. I think that's in Romans. See, that was written to the Roman church. Those people that were already saved and had turned away, meaning they were already baptized in Jesus' name. And they already had received the gift of the Holy Ghost. They were already saved and turned away. So all they had to do was repent and call on the name of the Lord. Now... The other scripture, those who come, everyone who says, Lord, Lord, shall not be saved. They were not yet saved. So they had to go down in the water in Jesus name and get the gift of the Holy Ghost and continue in his word. See, that's the part that we don't like to do. We don't like to continue and to do what he said. And um, since we were just talking about faith and um, how faith alone does not save us. A lot of people like to bring up the scripture, John chapter three and verse 16, (laughs) I love my um my three sixteens. What is it? Second Timothy three and sixteen, mm-hmm. where it says all scripture given is given by the by inspiration, inspiration of God. God. And then take a look at Revelation three and sixteen. I love my three and sixteens. So let's see. Sharon says Romans fifteen, one through eighteen. I'm guessing that was on um, what I was just talking about. Yeah. Well,
0: Romans fifteen. No said Romans ten. We said 1 through 18. I don't know what Romans 15 is. I know that's in Romans 10, what you were talking about. Let's see. Wait. Oh, yeah, Romans 10. Okay, 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 yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's in Romans 10. I appreciate that, Saren. I remember a lot of scriptures, but don't actually remember where they are. Yep. It's verse 13. For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord... Shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear? Without a preacher. And how shall they preach except they be sent? It is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring tidings of good things. Marvelous words. But see, a lot of people just like to look at that verse 13 and run with it. Just like John 3.16 and run with it. But we have to take all of the scripture, not just the ones that sound good to us. We can't have itchy ears. Because a lot of people, like, they don't even want to listen to us. Because I know the majority of the stuff we say that people don't want to hear. You know, a lot of, the majority of people probably turn notifications off, and it was like, oh man, them and Tony went live again. I'm tired of seeing this. You know, you try to hit the little dots next to the person that goes live, and then you accidentally click on the um, video, and then you can't get back out. We know that's true. They do this every week. <laughs> no no um, sign of stopping either. Because the word of God is definitely going to um, get out there. It's going to find their way out there. Whether we do it or not, so we might as well do it. Yep. And I just I find absolute joy in spreading the knowledge of God. Or the word of God. It's like I... Read for um sometime hours a day, trying to make sure that what I believe is in line with what God believes. Because no matter what I believe, if it's not in line with what God says, then it's all for nothing. So I have to make sure that what I say and what we're saying is aligned with what the Bible says. So for sharing and for anybody else out there, just don't listen to us and take our word for it. We just want to say what's in the Bible. Sharon says, well, I love listening because sometimes you guys are the only teaching out here during the week. <laughs> thank you, Sharon. Well, Thank you. We love that you love
0: listening. We definitely appreciate you commenting and asking questions uh, because a lot of people out there have some of the same questions that you have, uh, but some people just won't ask. So we definitely appreciate you for uh, being strong enough to even ask the question not only f- only for yourself, but
1: others also. Of course, you definitely can't say how much we appreciate it. <laughs> we never did finish that in he- not Hebrews, uh, in James, oh. chapter two.
0: Yeah, because we kind of talked about it, I'm even true. without talking about <laughs> it. Because yeah. we've talked about all of this stuff so much. Yeah, we did. But I was trying to get people to see that it wasn't enough just to talk the talk, but it has to be backed up by your actions. And you would think we would want to do the will of God like we say we do, but we don't really want to. The devil has us fooled as if we want to follow God, but we don't really want to because everything we find in the Bible, we say, I ain't doing that. I'm just not doing that. I I don't believe in that, (laughs) even though it's in the Scripture. So, it's, I won't even say it's baffling, but the devil just has us food. It's a sad thing to see.
1: The majority of the world. I just really love that verse 19 when he says, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. That just relates to um, what I was saying earlier, what we really say every week. Um, a lot of people say that all we have to do is believe. And right here, James gets them straight. He said, You believe there is one God. I mean, that's good. That, that is a good start. And that's why he's saying you're doing well. But the devils also believe, and they tremble.
0: And that's what separates. That's what should separate us. The devil knows God is real, and we say we believe God is real, but we doing the exact same thing the devil doing. He out there lying. He want us to lie, we lie. He want us to steal, we steal. And we say we save, but doing his will instead of God's will that's the separation when you
1: actually do the works that God ordained you to do that's the separation and we say we love God but (laughs) we gotta look at that scripture that says if you love me then keep my commandments what does he say do love your enemy bless your enemy bless those who curse you (laughs) but we can't do that you have too big of egos pride is Allah and God
0: the same but different religion Allah is just I can't remember I I don't remember if it's Arabic or uh, what language it's in but it just means the word God uh, in a different language that's all it is Uh, but they are totally different religions because you're referring to uh, Allah and usually um, Muslims uh, which follow Islam uh, Islamic people Muslims, they're usually the people that refer to God as Allah. Um, but again, Allah only means God. But there's only one God, doesn't matter what uh, the religion calls him. Uh, it's only one God. So, But yeah, Allah is just, I think it's Arabic if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's just another word for God, that's all it is. But it's only one God. It's only one God. Even though, I mean, you can go to some religions and they'll say it's three, four, five God. I mean, actually, even in Christianity, they'll tell you it's three different gods. Polytheism. So, (laughs) I mean, the devil's got his hand everywhere. He's got his hand in there everywhere.
1: The devil's in the church.
0: So we just got to seek and find out what's real and what's not.
1: definitely once you do the necessary first steps it's going to be a whole lot easier to differentiate what's true and what's not because i know um earlier you asked how do we know which one to follow
0: does that make sense shared
1: okay yeah it's like an eight second delay You look like you trying to go to another scripture. Oh
0: no, I was just closing out uh, my browser that I had when I was looking up that other scripture. I don't have any other scripture to go to because, I mean, (laughs) it's been proven so many times the things that we say, but regardless, somebody's not going to hear it. People are going to still choose the path that they want to choose and God knows it. And I've been learning that more and more every day. People are still going to do wrong, even when they know things are right. Even when we can see it word for word in the scripture, people gonna still choose to do wrong. That's why he said majority of the world was going to end up lost, because no matter what was said, no matter how much I taught, no matter how much anyone else in the world teaches, we get up do cartwheels do flips start sweating people still are going to disobey god (laughs) so after a while i just realized there's nothing more that i can even do unless somebody is interested in learning something and has questions i don't have to continue to
1: beat a dead horse Yep, I used to be that way, trying to get people to read, asking them over and over and over, and they telling me, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good, I'm good. So, I mean, even if they had agreed to read and then wasn't trying to hear anything that I was saying, it wasn't going to make a difference. And I had to learn that because it was just up, up to me. Like, I would want to reach out to every single person I can, but I know the majority of them are not going to want to hear it. So that's why we do this, you know, with Facebook. Whoever wants to listen, they can come listen live and ask questions. (laughs) Even if you don't agree, please, please come listen. Mm -hmm. Because they really be um, the interesting um, topics for the people that don't agree. Mm -hmm. We have a chance to show them what's right or they have a chance to show us what's right. That's the ultimate goal is just to get right. We want to see everybody make it. Just
0: ourselves. That's the one thing people don't like though. When you get into a a discussion about different beliefs, once you start opening those scriptures, that's when people check out. They don't want to talk no more.
1: (laughs) Well, if that be all, unless Sharon has any more questions, Because it's just so many scriptures. So many scriptures that we could get to. But I guess we could wrap it up there. Like I say, unless anybody has any questions. I just want to end it by thank you guys. Whoever is watching, for watching. And whoever's watching in the future. Thank you so much. It is greatly appreciated. And have you been baptized in Jesus' name? Have you received the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues? Shan says, nah, I'll have some for next week when I can wear them the way I need to. (laughs) Good night, guys. Good night, Shan. You you. have a blessed night. The Warriors game on. You can see your boy, Draymond. So, if that be it, then we're going to wrap it up right there again. Thank you guys for listening. And for for the people who come on Tuesdays, we'll see you Tuesday at 6.30 at the same place. And whoever is not available to come on Tuesdays, we'll see you on Facebook. So thank you for listening. Thank you, guys.